We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one day rule on its head and offer back to back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code datable and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. Sometimes we find our guests through emails or Facebook or through connections, or sometimes Julie and I go out there and pick up our guests. And that's exactly how we picked up our guests today. We were at a daybreaker event. <laughs> Thinking we were there to Did we pick him up or just... You know what, that's a very good question. Michael, what do you think? I'd like credit for for initiating the pickup, actually. Okay, I was going to okay. say, Michael approached us. So there was absolutely <laughs> no drinking at this daybreaker breaker event. There was no alcohol involved. Are you taking clothes off already? I mean, I wow. want everyone to get a good view. <laughs> oh, wow, we're getting really comfortable. 
This is a really good pickup. Is the FCC okay. going to come after me for this? The FCC? Why yeah. is the FCC we, coming after you? I don't know. Are we breaking any rules of decency here? Why are we breaking the rules? Are obscenity laws going to be violated in any way? Well, if you All think right, you're just, doing something I, indecent, I, where does, I don't know. You guys. Maybe you should tell us guys, what, what you think is you indecent. You seem way more adventurous now than when I met you. <laughs> We're is, way more adventurous. <laughs> do you. Okay, it's like do a whole we new want. Personality here. Can we recall <laughs> that night that. <laughs> That romantic at a daybreaker event that happened at Grace Cathedral, absolutely no alcohol involved. I believe I was eating like vegan protein bars or something like that. Or like a, yeah, I was like taking shots of a vegan protein. A cacao, okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was on a journey. I was on a vegan journey. We all were. And you came over, you asked how this drink was or something like that. Maybe that was your pickup line. I'm a douchebag. What can I say? (laughs) So douchey. Yeah. But when Julie and I started talking to you, it was uh, it was very clear that you are of a certain archetype. Yeah, the bachelor. <laughs> Can I just give a definition of what a bachelor is? A bachelor, according to Urban Dictionary, is an unmarried man, single, most of the time, of uh, the ultimate player, a woman's dream man. All bachelors women- are women's dream men? Apparently. According to Urban Dictionary, we know they're always correct. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And also a flirt on almost every occasion. Almost every occasion. I like that little caveat. Yeah, it's not always. Maybe not at church unless it was a daybreaker event. So I I guess you're the ultimate bachelor, Michael. And um, before you want to defend yourself, because it looks like you want to, for some reason, can I just... I just want to disabuse anybody listening and thinking that my life is anywhere near as exciting as the way you're I feel like the way you described your life to us that night was pretty damn exciting. You guys seem to think I'm some kind of Casanova meets Will Chamberlain. Well, we're going to find out on this podcast, aren't we? I didn't say that, but maybe you you think that. Okay, okay, well, we'll see. Michael, in in case you didn't know, you are 48 years old. He's, He's been in San Francisco for 15 years, originally from Arizona, single, and and actively going on dates. Yeah, that's the part that wasn't right. Why? Well, I, I don't really go on dates. Okay. You just pick up people at well, date Well, if I meet events. people, yeah, it was very rare for me to go on on dates. So okay. what is it? But then up? there was another option that said like single, that said, oh, I'm taking a sabbatical from yeah. dating. But that wasn't. That's not right either. That's not, That's right not you. Either. So what would you describe yeah. yourself as? Well, I meet girls where I meet girls and then there's like, uh, maybe like I'll invite them over to my place. I mean, maybe you'd count that as a date. Okay. Or is that more but, of a hookup? Yeah, more of a hookup. Okay, See, right. That's not an option on that. So we need to make a third, we need to right. make a new option. Yeah, Thank you for... we need to make a hookup option. We'll bring that in. Because, yeah. Right. And our listeners don't really know what we're talking about because we sent all of our guests this form to fill out beforehand. And as part of it, you have to tell us your relationship, relationship status. status. Yeah. And I guess what you Also, consider... I said that there were no felony convictions. I might have shaded the truth. <laughs> I think that was another form you filled oh, out. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm that's not sure on that's form. on ours. <laughs> yeah. But maybe we should add that too from now on. Okay. Just a checkbox yeah, at the end. Yep. So okay. glad I invited you to my apartment, Michael. <laughs> I will be moving tomorrow. So why don't we talk about, we're recording this on a Sunday, pretty late in the day, but you seem like you had a pretty good night. Yeah, this is this is actually early in the day. I was like in bed until like 20 minutes ago. Were you in bed alone? I was in bed alone. 
Oh, so what did you do last night? Not every weekend is a stunning hit it out of the park success. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. So what did you do last night? I wish I had a better story for you. (laughs) What I, uh, last night was a club scene and then uh, after hours type parties Uh and stuff. And it, it, you know, ended late, like at nine in the morning. And so then I tried to At nine in the morning? Yeah. Wow. I got to bed at like 1030. And so. Oh my God. Yeah. I only got, you know, I'm on like four hours of sleep here with you guys. Wow. So, so don't take advantage. <laughs> is this like a typical weekend? Like, do you tip it? Like, what do you do? Like, yeah, that's every Friday. That's most every Saturday for sure. And then like some Fridays. For anybody who always complains about the nightlife in San Francisco, maybe you're just not going to the right places because you can party till 9 a.m. here. Oh, if you like good house music, San Francisco is like a treat. You can go all night long until, well, actually, you can go to parties that start at six in the morning. I don't know if you Damn. Know. And this is pretty much every week. I don't do that. Oh. I call it at 6, usually. <laughs> at 6 a.m. I call it at 6, yeah. Okay, so at these events, like, or shows, like, who are you meeting? Like, what's, like, kind of the demographic? Like, how often do they turn to people that you're hooking up with? How often? Yeah, what's your uh, conversion rate? Oh, uh, <laughs> click-through, click-through rate. Um, <laughs> on an average weekend, mm-hmm. like, probably a third of the weekends, maybe something good will happen. Okay. Yeah. That's it's actually not, a pretty good it's rate. Not typical, it's not, I wouldn't say it's like quarter to a third. There's like streaks where like every weekend will be like a good weekend for like three or four weekends in a row or something. And I'll be like, what's going on here? But then, then there'll be a month when like nothing happens. So what really struck us when we met you was that you are 48 yeah. and have no intentions of looking for something. That's not true. <laughs> You liars. I recall a different conversation a little. Yes. I recall you saying, and let me know if this is correct. I recall you saying that you really love this lifestyle right now, but there's another side of you that wonders if you should be settling down and meeting someone for the long haul. That at least gave me some credit. Okay, yes. but what, what's Thank really going on? Thank you for saving me. What do you think you said to us? My otherwise sterling reputation was being besmirched. Yeah. Here. <laughs> I don't think it's about I'm... your reputation. It's a lifestyle choice. Yes. What is your lifestyle choice? Yes, I do choose that lifestyle. That's true. But as Julia is saying, I would like to not choose that lifestyle at some point. But why is that? Oh, I would like to have a family, kids, Mm -hmm. you know, just like my parents did with me. Mm -hmm. I'm lucky to have very good parents who are, you know, together, still together, have always been together and set a good example Mm -hmm. and created a very nurturing household and did a great job despite what you see in front of you actually did like a decent job of raising me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so (laughs) I want to be like them. So, okay, my question for you though is do you meet women primarily at clubs like where do you yeah, clubs or or online so okay there's uh okay cupid i used for a while still like very occasionally but you and use it not for dating you no. use it to like yeah for, hang out yeah i guess like t- at least to me would feel like it was looking for something more casual not what you just said why do you think there's a little bit of a discrepancy um well how do you look for something else um well what, what would i do to yeah what would i do if i were be on an app, say that you're looking for a relationship, yeah. take women to dinners, like go on but dates. where would I meet them? Online on or... Or in apps. person. Or in person in a place that would... is in a club till nine in the morning. Why? Nice girls go to clubs? It's not a nice girls without the context of where you meet people. Uh, yeah. In the age, I'm not sure. I would also... I'm guessing it's a younger crowd, right? Yeah. Younger than me? 
Or like just gen. I think honestly, it's probably younger than the two of us. I too. remember you yeah. telling us you really like the twenty some year olds. Yeah. You remind me of so I I pulled up this quote from Days twenty and or Confused. early thirties. Okay. I pulled up this quote from Days Confused when Matthew McConaughey said, "That's what I love about high school girls, man. I get older, they stay the same age. I feel like you are <laughs> not that you're going after high school girls, but <laughs> let's just make that clear. Let's make that clear. <laughs> My reputation couldn't take worse of a hit. It's not and now worse. It just keeps descending. But I. I remember during our conversation you said I really get along with younger girls because we have very similar interests and lifestyles. Uh, did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's truth to that. There's some overlap in interest and lifestyles with like younger girls that are in there even as young as like early 20s for sure. But I think if I wanted to date a girl it would be a girl in her late 20s or early 30s. And you did date someone for a I long did. time. I did. And what happened with uh, that relationship? That was a, um, a catastrophe. Yeah. Why? I was not a good boyfriend and and I wasted her time and we did that for like three years. Should have broken up quickly and didn't. I'm sure lots of people have that. Background. Why do you say wasted her time? Well, because I, I knew fairly quickly that we weren't going to like get married, kids and a family and all that. And and she was late 20s at the time. So it would have been better for her, better for me and certainly better for her if we had ended that more quickly. Have you ever met anybody that you thought this could be marriage material? Oh, yeah, I do occasionally meet girls that I hook up with that I really do like um, and I think maybe let's try dating. But nothing has come of those. Why like, is that? You think? I don't know. Um, maybe they're interested in the same thing. Maybe they're interested in only like hookups too. And so they're not interested in anything more serious. How do these hookups not pan out into relationships? What happens to them? The last one I can think of like a few weeks ago, actually, like the girl was sort of still in another relationship, I think, mm. with... A guy who she really thought that she liked a lot mm. and so like it w ended up being like a one-time thing because of that okay. and she had actually told me about <laughs> girls are so she'd actually told me that she had a boyfriend at the time that we met oh so you're yeah. just going after girls who are not available <laughs> i'm really not i'm going after girls who absolutely are available despite their saying that they're not available because what a girl says and what a girl's behavior is are often mm. dichotomous she said she you know oh i have a guy that i'm seeing blah blah, blah but she still hooked up with me at the event that I met her at and then later spent the night at my place a week or two later. So girls will say frequently, <laughs> It's like a running joke among guys that girls will like say, oh, but I have a boyfriend. Oh, I don't do this. And then they do, do this. it. <laughs> so I'm true. <laughs> I don't know. Have I you mean, I think in oh. I don't think it's just women. I think people in general, what they say and what they do is always different. Is it just because people want their cake and eat it too? They kind of want to be in something kind of stable, but they also want to have their fun too? I think it's, you know, like consciously you sometimes feel like you should be doing something. And then if that should actually pans out to what you do mm. is a different story. I mean, that happens all the time, not just in romantic settings. It's like the way people like use like tech products, right? Mm. It's like what they're actually saying they want want in something is not always what they want. That's what makes dating so complicated is because you never know where someone is in their dating journey. I don't right? listen to what girls say. I don't listen at all because it's actions that matter. Mm -hmm. And so when a girl says she has a boyfriend or is seeing somebody, I'm like, oh, cool. That's great. <laughs> I don't, I, 
next wow next next question next subject next wow. topic like I Julie don't, I, what would you do if you met a guy and he said he had a girlfriend I would totally leave it alone totally right like it would oh. be a no brainer be like okay he'd he's be completely now either platonic right exactly eyes. I'd be like I'm not going there that's so interesting I, I think women ha- have uh, I'll, now I'll go ahead and make controversial statements and say that I think women have a bit of a greater capacity for self delusion than guys do women will fool themselves into like I think there's a motivation to feel like they're not doing something that they shouldn't be doing so they'll say certain things mm. to make themselves feel like oh but I told him I had a boyfriend and he just kept hitting on me and so eventually like so much pressure like so I, I did it I went home with them I hooked up with them blah 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 but it wasn't because I wanted to he knew I had a boyfriend like they can maybe tell themselves that story so yes on one hand there are women like that there are men like that on the other hand I think you attract women like that maybe maybe there's and that's probably why you are in this bias. behavior a lot and it's not just me other guys will tell you the same so let's talk about a woman that is available that you hook up with she doesn't have a boyfriend yeah you hit it off you hooked up what happens next has that happened first of all (laughs) yeah well like for instance the last girl that i dated that i had that like relationship with was definitely in that category yeah the one that you didn't want to marry right (laughs) what about ones that you haven't gone into a relationship with what happens typically gosh i'm trying to think of the last time that that happened where i really thought i liked somebody and then it didn't work out yeah, it could be the girl that I attract because the one before that, she was, I guess she's from New Zealand. So I met her at a club again, like a couple nights of hanging out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she like, I think left the country. Okay, so again, yeah. someone not available. She wasn't really available. No. So, okay, at least from my personal experience, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Like when I was in the stage of life that I would meet people at bars and just hook up with them, I didn't know if I liked them or not because I didn't really ever get to know them. Like I didn't have a good conversation with them because you're in a loud setting like it was more of a physical like I'm attracted to you're attracted to me we're hooking up and they never seemed to go anywhere it was like assumed it was more of like a one night stand or casual do you feel like because of the settings you're in that that happens to you or do you feel like you actually talk and form connections with these women oh well I don't, don't necessarily like form a great connection where I know that I really like them a lot more than just to sleep with at the club but what I can tell at the club right away within I'm gonna guess you're the same way within 30 seconds you can tell whether someone's like attitude and personality are compatible with yours you know right away whether you click with somebody on a at least a casual level now you don't know if you necessarily like share common values that would be a necessary condition for raising kids together and that kind of thing you don't know that until you get to like see their character more deeply um, and that's outside of a club so when i say that i liked a girl it means i got past the first stage of like actually seeing that our personalities were at least compatible Mm. in a casual way and then maybe got an impression that they actually had some depth to them as well Okay. at some later point after outside the club and further conversations. But how further do these conversations go? I remember you telling us outside of the relationship you had for three years, you haven't slept with someone for more than three times? Yeah, not exactly right, but Six, right? Well, there's one girl (laughs) who I have slept with like eight or ten times over many years. Oh, over many years, right. Years. And aside from that, yeah, probably no more than, than three ever, except for the girl that I dated. So how years, do you yeah. deeper with someone if you only have seen them so many times, which is not that much? At some point, it becomes evident that you don't really have that shared, you know, whatever it is that you need to 
have shared in order to that can right. happen certainly within like a couple of times of seeing somebody where you're just like oh i'm not really that impressed with that person you mentioned earlier though that you don't go on date yeah, yeah. how do you get to the level of deciding that this person isn't the fit no i mean it's not that i don't go on dates okay it's that that's not like the majority of the interactions i have with women plus you can have meaningful interactions with people that aren't on dates when you're just like hanging out at your place okay. talking and even if it's in bed you're not like having sex 100 <laughs> percent that you happen to be in the other person's presence like right. there's discussion of things going on you're and i'm i'm like the type of person that asks a lot of questions has a lot of conversation with people so i can tell right away where they're pretty quickly within a, a short time it only takes a short time to see whether or not you click on like a very basic casual level but then it doesn't take too much more time than that to see where a person's head is at are they like intellectually stimulated are they curious people do they mm. have an interest in discussing topics and like yeah do they have like a curious mind and are they interested in like exploring ideas and things these are things that are like okay. important to me for Got compatibility it. with a person and you can tell that pretty quickly when you're Got it. So that makes sense. You don't feel like you need to go on dates. You're getting this information. Yeah, you can get information without without like having a formal you up at eight on Saturday kind of thing. So I guess the part that I'm still like trying to understand is like if I was a woman and I never got asked on a date or like anything that was outside of the bedroom, a, a bedroom or nightlife setting, I don't I just would automatically not take that person seriously. Hmm. But it sounds like you do want marriage. You do want children. How do, do you? you? Do you? Do you? <laughs> do you? Do you? Do you, Michael? Are you offering? Do you? You available all of a sudden? Because so. FYI for listeners, I was told that um, she was not single. So. But apparently to you, you don't take, yeah, you don't take that you into don't, account anyways. It just yeah, means. Not that it matters. Right? It's like, he's like in one ear, out the other. Right. I have a boyfriend of a dog. is the same thing. It's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this is something I struggle with personally. So I'm not trying to put this on you, Michael, but. Sometimes is it like, should I do this or do I actually want to do this? Mm. So this idea of marriage, is it something like I should do because my parents would love it. My family will love it. It's expected It's expected. I probably want to be married when I'm like 80. Right. right? But is it something that I actually want? I don't know. Right. All those things are true. Yes, I do feel all those reasons. Yeah. Um, But I think there's also internal, I I don't think it's completely external pressure that is making me feel like I'd like to get married and have a family. I think I think I do want it. So realistically, if you do want to get married and have kids, Mm -hmm. when would you like to have these kids? Well, yeah. Soon, right? Well, like, right. Because uh, I ain't getting any younger over here. And also it dictates who you end up marrying. Because you, you almost have to date a little bit younger. Have to? Why younger? Because you want you want them to be of fertile age. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, younger than like 35 or 37 or something. Right. Or whatever. Oh, yeah. So do you think about that? Or did I just put that in your head? No, but I've, it's never been like a contradiction where I've been like, oh, this girl is 45 and I really want to date her. But no, nah, I can't because... She's like too old to have kids. No, I've never like had an inclination to date anybody that's not or, or hook up with anybody that's not in that age group, right? Have so you ever no... hooked up with a 45-year-old? Oh, you know, if I had to like try to think about <laughs> who the oldest woman yeah. was that I have ever... What comes to the top of my head is when I was like 28, there was a girl that was like 42 who basically like seduced me. I used to throw parties in San Francisco and she, mm. um, and I was throwing one of my parties. It was at at a place called Big Heart City, which is now Bloomfield Mall on Michigan. Oh, wow. Wow. Or Westfield Mall. Yeah. 
Westfield. Bloomingdale's. It is the Bloomingdale's wow. in Westfield Mall. <laughs> in your 40s, <laughs> yeah. have you dated anyone that's close to 40? Close oh, to your age. No, no. <laughs> why <laughs> is that? Why? Face of disgust. Yeah, oh. Why do you gravitate to well, younger women? No, I'm, I'm curious because there's a lot of men that actually say they want someone at their age because they feel like they, do? they a lot yeah. of time because really? yeah. they feel like that person is at the same intellectual capacity, life stage, life stage emotional well-being, all of that. I've heard that so many guys times. That are, guys that are 40 plus and are like, oh, yeah. my first choice in dating yeah. a woman is a woman who's over 40. To marry. Yeah. To marry. To marry. And then people Do they already that are, have kids? No. These no. Men? And people no. that are 30s, they say, I want to be with someone around my age also. Like, that's not an uncommon thing. Okay. I think that one very interesting um, graph that you could look at was published, I think, by OkCupid. Which, oh, I remember you telling us yeah, this. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned this one to you where it shows a graph of age preferences by gender and age. So there's a graph for guys and a graph for girls. And the graph for women shows what age group of men women prefer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at a given age of their lives. Mm-hmm. And it is a roughly linear graph, meaning yep. that like as the woman's age increases, she older. wants a man, for, yeah, for roughly every year that a woman gets older, she wants a man that's uh, a year older than the woman does who's a year younger than mm-hmm. her. And that age tends to be like a couple years older mm-hmm. than she is. Yeah. Yeah. So the graph looks like, you know, a sloped, Uh, you know, a 45 degree angle line rising up and to the right. And if you do the same graph for men, it's a flat line at 22. Yeah. Like every guy based on their actions, not based on their words, but based Mm -hmm. on their actions on OkCupid, who they actually correspond with, who they send messages to. Okay. Now this is OkCupid. This is not a random selection of men. This is men Mm -hmm. who are on the dating platform. Mm -hmm. So they found that like men of no matter what their age, their most uh, common preference is like, 22 to 24 year old. Physical attraction wise, right. men are always wanting younger or mo- most men, most men physically are attracted to younger. But right. when you look at how many of these turn into relationships, I know I'm not speaking for all men, but a lot of my guy friends say I dated younger women, but I prefer to settle down or have a relationship right. with someone more age appropriate. That's okay, what I was going to say, like or hook up with someone younger, but that's not yeah. who they see themselves with long term because they don't have that same like. Like okay. emotional and they, and and they would also say part of it is because these younger women at the 22 to 24 age range aren't looking for relationships either. Right. Right. That's why I wouldn't say so. Okay. Back up one step. I am not interested in in like dating to marry a 22 or 24 year old, but a girl that's like 29 to 31 or 32. Yes. When you asked about do you date women your own age, that yep. would be like over 40. That's so still that a be no. pretty big gap. Even yeah. 29 to 30 to mm-hmm. 48 is a pretty big gap. Yeah. yeah. I guess why why is that? Like what is the reason? Well, because I do think um a woman that looks good when she's 31 is hotter to me the woman who looks as good when she's 20. Like if you don't look good when you're 21, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like you really like that's your time to look great. If you still look good when you're 31 or 32, that's to me more impressive. What about so I think a girl it's more attractive. who's 41 but looks 31? But then we're not going to have kids. So again, the the kids play into this yes. whole thing. Okay, yes. got it. But physically, you like someone obviously who looks younger. That's what you're saying. Who's and- like you know? I guess it's standard measures of like attractiveness. I think that I probably share with most guys. Mm-hmm. So yes, most men are attracted to women who are like youthful in their appearance, I guess. And it is, I think everybody knows as we get older, it's like 
harder, takes more effort um, or more luck to maintain. And, and and then like, yeah, there is fundamentally like more in common with a woman who's, you know, been working for a few years, um, who has had more life experiences, has read more and experienced more, who is 31 instead of 21. So all of those things combine to kind of make me think that most desirable for me would be a woman who is like, for marriage, um, family, would be a woman who's like in that age range and not 22. So do you think this stands as you get older? Mm. Do you think like in 12 years when you're 60, you're still going to say, I prefer the early 30s woman? If you're still single then. Well, crystal ball I do not have, but uh, I hopefully I won't be single. One person can always be like, this is my preference, right? Mm. But you obviously need someone that also feels that too. What is it that makes a 31-year-old want to be with someone that's 48? Because I mean, like, I'm not, again, I personally don't think that, I think age, like, depends so much on the person. Like, I think people come off youthful that are older than you may think. So I don't think there's always a set bound. But if we're talking about pure biological reasoning, mm-hmm. like the same reason you want someone younger because they can reproduce, they're going to say, well, my husband will die faster because yeah. they're older. I, I or they won't be able to they'll be an old dad. How do you like combat that? And why not find someone that's kind of. If more- I was if I was that, you know, eligible 31 year old woman, I know that I would definitely have if I was being very practical, I'd probably have an interest in a guy that was a few years older than me, but not 15, 16, 18 years older. So what are these 31-year-olds doing with you? What do you think their intentions are then? Well, I don't know. I haven't, like the last girl that I dated, Mm -hmm. yeah, she wanted to like get married and have, I mean, I think that they want to get married and have kids. The one with the boyfriend? No, the one that I dated. You're asking about relationships that relationship that actually like happened yeah yeah so that was the one i can point to like yeah she was now at the time i was not 48 i was like 45 or 44 mm-hmm. and she was 26 27 wow. she was that's, 27. A, that's a big age gap though um 27 to 45 um yeah i mean it's i i think if you're a woman well i don't know you can speak on that yeah. better than i can but i think the age gap is probably you know, there's fundamental biological reasons why a guy of a certain age is not necessarily excluded from consideration, whereas a girl of a certain age is. You know, there's. I just find it so ironic that, like, <laughs> there's, like, such a scrutiny on age when you're, like, working against that also. I just find it really interesting. Well, that, I mean, like, yeah. the reason is really simple, though. There's, like, biological basis for that. But do you think this is why you haven't met that person to get married to? Because in a way, there's like a smaller gap of people that are willing to go up 15 years. Um, And you're excluding a bunch of eligible people because you don't want to date someone over 31. And where are these girls hanging out? Not 31, but like 33 or 34. Are these girls hanging out the places you're hanging out too, right? Right. Which ones? The 33-year-olds who are ready to get married. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess not. If I'm going to date someone much older, there has to be some benefits into that where mm-hmm. the guy should be more mature. Yep. He's stable. Yep. He's ready for a family. But then there's kind of like when they get too old, I don't want my husband to die so fast or be an right. old you dad. Don't have kids that are teenagers and have their dad pass away. Like right. Most. Or yeah. have people think that he's the grandpa, you know? So it's like. There's something nice to dating older, but then like there's there's kind of a cap for how yeah. old 
Yeah. This is also thinking on, I mean, I guess if you ultimately just know you really want kids and that is your ultimate goal and that's all that it is, I just feel like this whole conversation is very capped to that. Yeah. Like I think personally, like you say, 33, besides the biological, what's the difference of meeting a 33-year-old versus a 34 versus a 35-year-old? Yeah. Like no, it's such I guess an I arbitrary wouldn't. number, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to actually put like a hard cap at 31. I was... I think I brought that number up as like sort of like a good like median. A, a, yeah. yeah, like a good example of like if I had to choose. Sure, there's like, I don't know, like a bell curve where if if a woman is like a bit older, then that would still be like within range, even a little bit younger be within range, but then like too far away from there. And, and then I have like the various objections. That and I that's have. because of kids primarily biological thing yeah on the older side it would be because of like kids and on the younger side it would tail off because don't want to get into a relationship with a 19 year old girl i hope not i mean that'd be fine for some guy it's just that like a 19 year old girl or you know a younger girl is going to change a lot from the age of mm. 19 to 27 what point. she wants when she's 19 yeah is not gonna like you're setting yourself up i i think guys who do that are like being very Sure. I know guys yeah. that do that. Well, 27 like to 30 is a huge growth time you think for so? anyone. Yeah. Oh, I've ch- for, I changed so much in those three 25 years. to 30. 25 was a major milestone. 30 was a ma- major mm. milestone. Yeah. Okay. I think women, sh- I mean, I don't want to speak for all for women. I don't want to speak for all men. I know I feel that way. You feel that yeah. way. So it might not be everyone, but I know a lot of friends that have felt like those years have really hmm. defined them. Okay. What if you met a woman who's closer to your age, froze her eggs, and looks damn good for her age? Ooh, I haven't thought about that, but I know that that is becoming more and more common. I haven't thought about it. Think about it now. (laughs) No. No. Why? I guess I'm traditional. What do you mean traditional? Yeah, what do you mean traditional? (laughs) You're like, like, I just, I hook up with 25-year-olds every weekend and I'm out till night. I'm I'm super traditional. traditional guy. Family man. No, I, um, I don't know. I just feel like I'd rather not. Go that route. Wait, I'd rather but, have but what? children in the. Um, oh, in the science route. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. you want her to be naturally fertile. Yeah. What about a woman who's closer to your age, looks damn good for her age, and has kids? No, no chance. Because you want your own kids. Yeah. yeah, zero chance there. That would end it like before even. You would never like, go for a woman with no, kids, even no. if she's twenty. What if she I'm was actually like... not even really interested in like hooking up so much, even with girls that have kids. Like, if it was you never having your own family versus taking this, like taking on this additional family, you would prefer never to have your own family. Yes. Let's hold that thought for a sec. We'll get right back to it. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of 
THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at ViaHemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to ViaHemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's ViaHemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style, spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first First month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast exit interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey. And yet we rate everything in our lives from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in astronomy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? And maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why is that so important to you? I don't know. I mean, I again, like the only thing I could think of trying to like rationally figure it is, you know, evolutionary, mm. biological, biological. Pass your genes. Yeah, reasons for that. I don't know if anyone's biologically inclined to do that. Maybe some people do that. Yeah, kind of is fundamentally um, counter to your instincts to reproduce. 
Okay, so we're talking about time clocks. <laughs> do you feel like you have a time clock? Like, do no. you feel like when well, no? Yeah. Well, yes, not a time like a time clock to reproduce, or just or like just... a time clock to attract this woman. If you want someone in their thirties, yeah. When yeah. you turn fifty, do you feel like that will impact your ability to get that one? Oh, I'm, I suspect it already has. So, what are you doing about it? Um, but clearly not enough. Um, like, I don't know. I, I mean, don't... you look really young. I will say that. Yeah, we, we thought you were like in your you 30s. Look... But this is the thing, though. Yeah. This is like what I see in you, Michael, is that you are, you've got like half old school values and mm-hmm. then non-traditional lifestyle. Yeah. And there's like internal conflict there because yes. on one hand, there's the shoulds and I want that's why when you asked me this question at that party, I, I think I described it as like a secondary desire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's, what's your the primary? secondary yeah, desire? Yeah, well, what's the, the primary and the secondary? The primary desire is expressed by what you actually do. Which by, is hooking up. Yeah. And then you wish that you really wanted. I see guys who have girlfriends mm-hmm. who are stable with their girlfriends. They, they usually end up broken up at some point but like they at least look stable from the outside uh-huh. can't tell you how many times it's well anyway we all have right you all have friends that are of course yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Then, we can't judge other couples you, know, you have no idea yeah um and you see that and and you say gosh i wish i was like that guy i wish i was like you know joe who's like got a girlfriend and mm-hmm. seems very happy with her and doesn't feel like that his independence is being constrained in such a way that he feels that in order to escape, use like random hookups, cheating on his girlfriend or wife in order to um, fulfill himself, like he seems happy in his situation and all that. I wish that was me. I wish I was like that. I wish that I didn't have the urge to like chase every hot girl I see. Right. Mm. That is so interesting because you're basically projecting your fears about a relationship onto what you see in your friends' relationships. So basically you're saying, I'm so I'm afraid of being in a committed relationship where I feel trapped and I feel like I have to sacrifice this bachelor lifestyle and I feel like she's not enough to the point where I have to cheat on her or want to cheat on her. Yes, that is absolutely a fear that prevents me has prevented me from being in successful relationships. But yes. you told us from the beginning that your parents are perfectly yes. happily married. Yes. That's and, a and prime the, example right and there. And I have, like I said, I have yeah. friends who seem to be a model of this as well. And I wish that I was like, I wish I was like my dad. I wish I was like my buddy Joe. I wish I was like yeah. my, but that's why I call it a secondary desire because I want to go mess around with like lots of women, but I wish that I didn't, but mm-hmm. I have a, like a secondary wish to not have the first wish. The first wish being to go mess around. So what's your belief system then? Do you believe that you just haven't met that girl or do you just think that this is the way you are? All right, let's take a pause from this episode for a sec. I have a message for all you bachelors. If you want to be as successful as our friend here on the dating scene, good grooming is key and you need the right products. You can get the cheap stuff and end up with unhealthy hair and stripped skin. Or you can step up to the next level with something like Blackwood for Men. They've got premium hair and skincare products full of natural botanicals. So Blackwood's not just better for you, it actually repairs and protects your skin and hair as you cleanse. Now, for dateable listeners only, we've got a 25% off deal for you. Just go to blackwoodformen.com and use the code DATEABLE. Now, back to the show. 
mess around. So what's your belief system then? Do you believe that you just haven't met that girl or do you just think that this is the way you are? I probably believe that that's the way I am. Interesting. Yeah, I believe I'm not really cut out for having... Um, I, I would like to be proven wrong, you know? I would yeah. like to change. I would like to change. For a number of men, they reach their early, let's say, mid-30s. Maybe environmental conditions play a role, and it's later in big cities in modern times in San mm -hmm. Francisco and elsewhere than it was 100 years ago in farm country or something. Yeah. But there's a time that men seem to reach, a, a, like men in general, not all men, but seem to reach a point where... They are ready to settle down. Mm -hmm. And I have never uh, felt yeah. that, but I am hoping that that happens and that I, you know, transition to that stage mm -hmm. that other men seem to naturally transition to. Mm. Um, and I'm not even sure how natural it is. The stories of men who are married and cheating is just like never ending. Right. And it's across all cultures, across all, even all age groups, like men across the spectrum seem to cheat. But that's, that's what and we hear though. That's, People talk about it because it's newsworthy, but right. you also don't hear about all the women, all the men who don't yeah, cheat. So like, right, like no one's going to talk about right? that because like, it's boring. People right? think Mark, Mark Zuckerberg yeah. is so boring because he's so good to his wife and he's a good right. family man. But Elon Musk, on the other hand, right. Jeff Bezos, oh my God, right. fucking gods in the Silicon Valley. Or just yeah. normal people, like everyday people that aren't going to be in the news or whatever. You or just like, don't, they're not newsworthy. I was going to ask, do you think it's this is because it's your belief system? Do you yeah. think that you self sabotage because your belief system is that like I cannot no it's maybe the this. other way uh, it's probably the other way around it's probably that to be honest and th then this gets into like the more like physical side of things but I don't really actually like having sex with these girls that much to where I want to keep having sex with the same girl just for the sake of having sex so I actually have to be more interested in her Mm. in order to keep having sex with Because there's no connection. It's just like a physical thing. Yeah, and you have to use a condom. And condoms are like, it's almost just work to have sex with a condom. Why? Why is it <laughs> hard to have sex with a condom? <laughs> oh, it's to put one on, to carry one? Okay, no, so no. The you... act of having sex with it. Guys have never complained to you about like what it feels like to have a condom on during sex? It's never been described to me as work oh, yeah. to have sex with a condom. I mean, yeah, I think people fun. would say they prefer it, but at the same time, to prefer it, you would be in a long-term oh, yeah. committed relationship. But yeah. Like, it sounds like you're actively choosing to hook up with people and not mm. get to that point. Like, why not keep hooking up with the same woman to get to that point? Yeah. Well, like I said, I maybe I'm a little bit pickier than the uh, average guy. Maybe, you know, I do want a woman that is, um, she's got to be, like, smart. And, you know, maybe I've got too many, like, requirements that I... Mm. That are well, like de all deal killers that I shouldn't have or something. I don't know. This is sort of the analogy I see. It's like, let's say I want a my dream job, a dream permanent full-time position. And I tell people this. I want this dream job. Yeah. I want to be in it 40 hours a week, whatever. But then I keep working these gigs that have nothing to do with this job. Mm. And these gigs lead me nowhere. Mm. But they do keep me satisfied and they do give me an income to live. Right. So then I keep telling people I still want this full-time job. Yeah. But I'm, none of my actions are funneling me that way. That's kind of like what I see. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, good analogy. And I think it's interesting because on one side, I totally get it. It's like this is going to be who you end up with your life with. Like you should be picky. Like you should have all like things yeah, that you right. want. There's one side of that. Yeah. Then the other side is like what's realistic and what matters. Like does it matter to be thirty? Like I know you didn't say this, but thirty three versus thirty four. Like how much does that really yeah. matter? Like are, is it? putting too much self-imposed restrictions that you're not going to find anyone. So I guess those are like the two questions. Like, how do you balance finding someone that you're excited about that meets your needs, but also being realistic too? Yeah. This is... He's like, how do I do that? Came here for answers, guys. You're just giving me questions. Come on, do your job. I I mean, okay, so we believe in intentions, intentional dating. So if I'm looking for a a relationship, did you invent that term? No, hell no. The hippies did. (laughs) Mindful dating. We're smart, but not that smart. (laughs) That sounds sounds like it has some legs right there. Yeah, yeah. You 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 run with it, Michael. But yet it's like a good point, though. If I'm looking for a relationship, I put it out there and I let people know that's what I'm looking for and that's what my intentions are. But it doesn't sound like those are your intentions. Your intentions are to have fun. To have a good time. Or at least that's the vibe that's being put off. Like yeah. if I, right. like, I'm a if fun we guy. <laughs> if uh, I just no saw doubt. you at a club and then we didn't have this conversation and then someone was like, oh, what about Michael? Like, is he ready for like marriage oh, yeah. and kids? Your instinct would probably be no, right? So it's like, how do you like enjoy what you're doing and again like i don't think it's it's kind of like that double-edged one like i'm not saying like you should sit at home every saturday night like that's not yeah the right approach either ain't gonna happen right well why should you that's not like how you enjoy your life but maybe it's that you still club and do all that stuff but you find other outlets to meet people too so it's not just yeah. in that setting uh you have like callers that will like send me we do uh, we do i mean okay. I, I feel like yeah. there are gonna be a few women writing in with, seeing you as a great project to work on and see if they can <laughs> change your ways. But the thing is, you got to know what you want. I yeah. hear you, but I don't believe you right now. Well, it's what mm. you've said, what people say and what they do. Yeah. Right? That's what you've said the whole time. That's true. And- don't use my words against me. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me advice that I gave myself. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> okay, I, I don't – this would give me so much anxiety. Does this give you anxiety? Does it stress you out? Do you ever think about it, this con- this internal conflict? Or you're just oh, like, yeah. see how yeah. it plays out? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know what to – don't. no, yeah, I, I'm not happy that I am, like, of these two minds. But um, I don't have like, – I, I don't have an answer. I mean, I, I see it as – this is my game plan for you. Okay. You still do your clubbing stuff yeah. on the weekends. All right. But every Wednesday, you go on a, like a formal date with yeah. someone. Um, I have jujitsu on Wednesday. <laughs> oh, Thursdays. Thursdays. Thursdays are good. Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays. I like that. Or even Tuesdays, maybe. Yeah, even maybe Tuesdays two nights and Thursdays. Yeah, maybe two nights. No, no, that's fine. That okay, Tuesdays. One, one night a week. One night a week. I like that. And then, like, because I feel like a woman, again, like, I don't want to speak for all women, but I think a lot of times if it was just to hang out and chill, you would not have that like long-term vibe associated with you. Like as a woman, like if a guy's never mm-hmm. like taking me to dinners or like taking me I out. I do like taking girls out. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know what I hear? The girls are like, oh, the guy wants me to pay like well, this. Is, I, no, I you're a traditional story. guy. Yeah. You're old fashioned right. traditional oh, it trips in so me many ways. Out. I hear so many girls talk about how they go on dates and the girl is expected to like, 
pay half or pay the whole thing sometimes. And I'm so like, this is an opportunity well, for you to yeah, clean up right now. You oh, stand yeah. out. No, I think I love this advice. Like keep clubbing, doing that. And then I think the other side is like, if you do meet someone in the club setting, like why not ask them to go on a date yeah, the next day or like setting. yeah like why not just no, keep I, it I, do, I have I do you know but it's intentional it it's not like often. let's hang out it's more like I want to take you out right yeah that's very different yeah yeah and then you'll also see where they're at if they're like oh, I don't want to go to date then you know that they're not in the headspace to like right. be and actually that's dating that has happened yeah right so I think that's how you can weed out women too that aren't looking for something long-term. We just spoke to one of our guy friends who was on the podcast before, and he Mm -hmm. was like this bachelor kind of lifestyle. He was a founder and liked to date around. And now he's engaged. And what he said to us was the change was that he always felt like a relationship was some sort of sacrifice. You're sacrificing your time, your freedom, your fun. 100%. But when he met his now fiance, he felt like she enhanced his life. How old is he? Uh, early 30s yeah early 30s but he felt like she not only does she add to his life but she was on board with his lifestyle too so like what if you meet a girl in a more formal intentional dating setting and she's also down to go to the clubs on the weekends Mm -hmm. that's like a partner in crime yeah that's a great life kind of although there's a problem there what is that (laughs) the problem is that if you're going to the clubs mostly to meet girls, then you don't want the girl there who is. But I thought you're going because you like the lifestyle and the music. Is it? Oh you're yeah, going what? to meet women oh, primarily. I, if it was a, I have gone to gay clubs for the music. Like it's happened. Uh-huh. But uh, would I generally do it? No. Okay, That's so let's fantastic. Like, that, That's actually, you just answered your own question. When you do intentional dating and you date someone who's that you really like, then you'll have less desire to go to the clubs. I'll have no, I'll have very little. I mean, I'll, I'll miss the club and I'll probably still want to go like on, on occasion. On occasion. Yeah. But I, big allure of the clubs for me is like the possibility, Mm. the excitement of like seeing a girl going after the chase and, I think that's the part, though, that's like I'm a little I think I'm conflicted with your internal conflict. Like I keep hearing like go after the chase and like all of that. That's that's definitely part of the fun and part of the reason why I'm going to the clubs, too. But I think just the music. Okay, but I feel like a lot of men that I've talked to or know that are in serious relationships aren't looking for the chase. They're looking for their right. equal. They're looking for their person that they have as their partner. I think at the same, like we can give you advice, but I think at the end of the day, it's like some of it's just where you're at right now. Yeah. And like, no one can change that. And I think sometimes it's like, if that's where it is, that's fine. Like not everyone is going to get married and have kids. And I think mm-hmm. like it's figuring out like what is the more important to you. If it is the chase and that, then let it play out until it's not important anymore. And maybe yeah. at some point the chase gets old. It becomes easier and easier. Yeah. And then there's <laughs> no longer a chase anymore. You just know exactly what to say and the right things yeah, to it do. Is, it is interesting how it's actually easier it, it right it, yeah. I've, I can totally see this I mean my guy friends will go to a club they're all like in their late 30s now buy a table at like a raven and know they can impress all at the girls at raven at a club yeah. and impress all the 22 year old girls there because no 22 year old guy can buy a table right now you know what I mean so it becomes really easy when right. you're older 
to impress girls. But I guess it goes back to what you want. Do you want to impress women at a table or are you looking for someone that's your equal? Why not go to like bars or somewhere that you can like have a conversation? I don't drink and it depresses me to see people standing around drinking. (laughs) Okay. Reason I asked that maybe it's not bars, but like I just couldn't see like having any conversation at a loud club. Like if you're actually trying to get to know someone, like Like, that's just not going to happen. So are there settings that you can find? Maybe I would go to a bar i guess just because it's a because of what you're saying like what the situation is i guess my point is like is there another avenue that you can like actually have more meaningful conversations right yeah you've never met a girl at jujitsu there are a lot of girls that do jujitsu there are um and usually i bring them to jujitsu and get them (laughs) into it actually i'm responsible for a couple of female tournament winners actually introducing them to jujitsu yeah (laughs) what's not a conflict is that we're very clear on michael's interests yes okay so you you do your jujitsu thing you like the music scene especially house music very clear about that you don't like bars that's not enjoyable scene for you maybe there's just other avenues for you that aren't bars Right. Yeah. that could be interesting like Dolores Park on a sunny day yeah that'd be good there's no bumping music there you can talk to people mm-hmm. have you ever considered a non-traditional relationship like polyamory or an open relationship yeah open on my end and not hers sure <laughs> but like, oh wow pretty okay. sure that's gonna be hard so yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've seen that happen before but yeah that's that's more rare uh, but yeah why? no I don't want a girl that's like sleeping around with other guys I guess I mean the other side of things it, again it really comes down to what the priority is but mm-hmm. if it really is to like meet that woman like my other recommendation we can go into takeaways after this but my other recommendation would be to expand some of these preset boundaries because mm. like I know there is some stuff around like fertility and all of that but I do yeah. feel like a lot of that stuff is potentially getting in your way and limiting the amount of people you're meeting. Mm. You must also have a bunch of married friends who want to set you up, I'm guessing, right? Because married <laughs> people love no, doing that shit. Yeah, but, but because of your lifestyle, they're probably hesitant to do so. Well, I don't have as many married friends as you might think. Like a lot of my social circle is quite a bit younger than me and they're not really married. How Who's old your, are they? Yeah. yeah, Like in their 30s. Who's your best know, friend and how old are they? Between 35 and 40. And what's their relationship status? One of them is happily married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and he is a great example of a guy who likes to go out and party and, and doesn't seem to really have a big interest in like hooking up with other girls. Mm-hmm. He's just and that's happy. Just happy. He's, you know, really loves the girl he's with and she's great and great for them. And I wish I, I if I could pick his brain and be like, Hey, how do you manage to just not go crazy and be constantly feeling um, um, resentful towards her for being in the way of what you otherwise would do. It's so interesting the language you use to describe that. Yeah, I know that for me, I would build up a resentment. If, If I really actually did stifle my behavior of like trying to pursue other women, I know that it would manifest itself as resentment towards the woman that I was. So even if you met this woman that was like the most amazing woman you've ever met, you fell head over heels for her, you still think you would feel resentful that you couldn't be with other women? Maybe. I don't know because like it hasn't happened. I'm hoping that that would happen and then I wouldn't feel resentful and I'd be like, like I'm saying, like these guys who just don't seem to have that Mm -hmm. issue, you know, they are fine with not 
having that aspect of their life anymore. Have you talked to him about this? Actually, I haven't. He's hard to talk to about that. So no, I haven't talked to him. To other guys who are even younger, who have, you know, seem to be managing successful relationships. And they're like, yeah, you know, I'm just not really tempted. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't really interest me to chase other girls. Like, not interesting to them. Well, we hear a lot of times when you actually meet that person for both men and women, mm-hmm. like the mm-hmm. temptation, you just don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. yeah, I think that's the key is if you're having to like constantly have this internal battle with yourself over whether or not to go try to get that girl's phone number, then eventually it it manifests itself as a problem in your existing relationship, right? You, it's not mm-hmm. sustainable. One can always choose or refrain from a certain behavior, right? You can always force yourself to not go talk to that girl Mm -hmm. day after day after Mm -hmm. day. Right. Um, You can do that. But what you can't control is like how your psyche reacts to that constant dissonance, Mm. you know, and you eventually, it it comes out somehow. And I would think it would come out as like resentment towards the So have you ever like been like head over heels in love with someone? Yeah. Have you ever been in love? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought I was, yeah. Dating, this was when I was like 27, 28. Okay. And I had a girlfriend. We had like all the standard conversations of like, well, if you can't make a commitment, then we are, it's over. And I was like, okay, fine. And it's over. And then she started dating somebody else. And that like flipped a switch. I went crazy. I was like, oh, I can't stand not being with her. Called my mom. I called my mom and I was crying. And I was like, she's... Date another guy. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to. She said, "You better go." <laughs> she said, "You better go and propose to her right now." Oh my god! And I got flowers at Safeway. And I rode my motorcycle over to her place, and I knocked on her door. She let me in. We started talking. Uh, you know, it became very clear that like she had a new boyfriend. <laughs> like by the end, we were like laughing. I was like, you know what? I actually came here with the intention of giving you these flowers and proposing to you because my mom told me and we both start cracking up like it was kind of one of those very weird surreal oh my gosh moments so with her did you feel like i mean i guess it's like at like you didn't date once you felt this but like did you feel the urge to be with other women when you were with her yeah but after the fact is when you felt like then i thought like oh i can't believe i was so stupid why would i care to be with other women I can just give that up so easily. That was so stupid that I let that get in the way. And that's when I called my mom. I was like, I'm so upset about this. And of course, at the time that I'm, you know, riding the bike over and at the time that I'm buying the flowers, I am convinced in my own mind that sure, I can not pursue other girls. Like the only thing that's important to me is this girl. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I was lying to myself. Yeah, then, you'd be divorced by now. Oh, by now? (laughs) By now? (laughs) Like a month after. A month after, yeah. So the last time you were in love was 20 years ago. No, then there was another another girl um, who then recently actually just got engaged. But yeah, who I dated when I was 38, so 10 years ago. Okay. And... I, you know, I blew that same way, basically like not making a commitment. She moved on mm-hmm. and then, then she was single for a little while in San Francisco. And I thought maybe we could try to like mm-hmm. make it work. But I, I had become very um, gun shy, like mm. I'd become a bit gun shy as far as like, ooh, I, I knew myself a little bit better than mm. I did 10 years earlier. And I knew that 
I could probably say the words that it would take to rekindle a relationship. But when it came down to Saturday night at 10 o'clock and all my friends like from my social scene are out at audio and Halcyon and Great Northern Mm -hmm. and Public Works and I'm here with her, I know that I would start feeling antsy. It's actually how you see relationships. You see relationships as possessive. I possess you, you possess me. We belo- You belong to me and I belong to you. And as part of that, it means that if you belong to me, you're you're not allowed to do certain things. Yeah, like I have these, re- I've had this nightmare, I've told people about this, that like I'm dating somebody and like on a Tuesday afternoon or something, she says, oh, I want to go wine tasting on Saturday. And I go, oh, okay, cool, yeah, it's fine. And then Saturday comes around and it's like nine in the morning and she's like, get up. It's time to go wine tasting. You yeah. said you would go wine tasting with me. And I'm like, fuck, all I want to do right now is sleep. Like, I just, and, I, and now I have to go do this. And I'm miserable and my whole, this sucks. And like, I've had that fear also, like having basically right. your independence being compromised. And also you feel obligated. Yeah, and you want to do something that you just don't want to do that I never I, I never go wine tasting. I hate mm-hmm. wine. I don't drink. So that's like part of being in yeah. a committed relationship is that you do have to compromise. Yeah, you compromise your independence. And, and you, that just seems It's terrifying. not compromising it's not compromising your independence. It's about it's about communicating your needs. So in this very example, mm-hmm. if she wanted to go wine tasting on Saturday, it is your job to see that you are going out Friday night. And say, babe, that's not going to happen Saturday. Can we yeah. go Sunday instead? So, oh, either way. Like, but you have nightmare. to also. I don't want to go wine tasting, and she does. But that's the and problem: I, is you have to be willing to like, if she really wants to do something, like you can't just blow it off all the time, or that's yeah. going to build a lot of resentment. Exactly. Real but fast. maybe if you enjoy spending time with someone, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. Maybe you just go wine tasting with her. I think you like you have this idea of what this girl is like, and she is just a nagging bitch in your head. What <laughs> and bitch! I know. And you yeah. haven't even met this. I mean, I think that's a good time segue to takeaways yeah. because I think it's like how do you frame relationships and how do you frame what it actually is that you're looking for? Yeah. Because, like you've said, what you say and what you do is very different with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, for yourself, it's important to look at what your actions are and what you're saying and do yeah. they actually line up. And if they don't, what is the deeper root? Like, we've kind of talked about it with you, like, a little about what some of these things are, but I'm sure there's other listeners out there that feel conflicted all the time because mm-hmm. society says you should be doing one thing and a lot of people do value their independence. They do like living different lifestyles. So I think yeah. it really is understanding yourself and what matters. And then you were saying, UA, like, how do you align your actions and not focus on your dream job but work all these side jobs? Yeah. Like, you need to pick a lane in a way. Yeah, it's you're setting your intentions, right? And maybe going back to that, uh, you know, that example of finding the job, maybe I say I want this ultimate dream job but I'm so scared of being in an office, trapped in an office 40 days a week. So I then work these gigs because it's giving me freedom right. and I don't want to resent this this dream job I may have. Yeah. But your dream your job- Your analogy is killing it. Right? It's really good. <laughs> yeah. But then I think about maybe your dream job doesn't have to be confined to an office. Like I think the problem here isn't so much what you're doing, it's so much how you're thinking about it. Right. And how you're framing a relationship is it's based on resentment and lack yep. of freedom. 
I think it's because from a lot of our friends, it gets toxic when they complain about their significant others. If they're complaining, it's always based on some kind of resentment. Like they didn't do this. Right. If everything's going well, they're not even going to talk about it. (laughs) But in a relationship, it's not so much about like every couple is so different. Right. So I think about my friends in New York. I actually introduced them and he was very similar to you. By the time they met, he was in his late 30s. Such a playboy in New York was was having a great time and when they met he made it very clear like he really liked the chase of meeting women but he didn't want to sleep with them anymore it just like got a little bit daunting because he it's like too much work right like the condom maybe it was the condom but he said i just want to know i can get a chick and that's all yeah, I there's need a to big know. ego there's a, of it for a sure. big, yeah. yeah so in their marriage they've been married for like six or seven years now and they have a beautiful kid she lets him go out and flirt Right. And get numbers. Interesting. Yeah, maybe and it's like finding totally what works. he's satisfied with it. And he told me because she lets him do this, he does it less and less now because it's no longer that interesting to him. Well, because he doesn't feel locked down and right. chained up. And, and he has no this. resentment. Yeah. No resentment in that category. Mm. So it's kind of, I think it's great enough. Yeah, in a, where's her twin sister? <laughs> but in a relationship with the right person, you work around these fears and right. issues and these resentments that are not even building yet. Resentment builds when you're not communicating your needs. So you'll never have resentment if you're actually communicating your needs. Do you have any takeaways from this (laughs) conversation? You're like, well, this is not what I signed up for. Actually, this is kind of exactly what I thought this would be like. Okay, good. I knew that I was going to be made to feel a bit like awkward and uncomfortable on certain issues. Yeah, so I can't disagree with anything you said. Yeah, it all seems... Like the right way to look at it. What do you think is anything going to change? Right? Like, are you looking for a change? Or is it just more exploratory? I wish, right I, could, now? I, wish I could give you a good podcast, but being like, have something super profound to Ooh, say right no, now. No, it's fine. But no, I'm, I don't. I, it's not about that. I, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the future will. I don't know what will happen. Like, would you consider our idea of kind of doing a date night every uh, yeah. week? Oh, every week? Um, or every um, other week. Whatever. Start slow. Uh, yeah, I would. Yes, if it was a, if, if there were girls that I thought were like substantive women, yes, I would. And that I was attracted to, 100%. Okay. I'd go on dates. Okay. Yes. I think that's a good start, right? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I, I would have always said that. It, 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 it's That's always been the case. I just don't often meet. It's, it's rare that I meet girls in the environments that I'm in, yeah. as right. you pointed out you know, meet that criteria. Right. I mean, I think one of the other things, again, you might not agree with this, but I think, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. I think there is ages, there is an unconscious bias with age. Like there just is in general for men and women. Mm -hmm. But I do think so much of it is dependent on the person and their individual energy. Mm -hmm. So I think the more we can just open up like these predisposed restrictions, like I know I have like on a dating profile, like up to like, 42 like why 42 why not 43 like i think it's like why make those caps because like everyone is so different and like you may click with one person one person might have old energy and they're like 25 like it really Mm -hmm. depends so much so i think by like expanding that a bit more it just gives you more options then you can always look at people on a base i I said 31 could be 34 you know what 
I, I when you meet maybe thirty five. When you meet someone who's so right for you, you might start changing the right. way you see things. Very true. I recently met someone who just found out his girlfriend isn't the age she said she was oh. because they're to get into school earlier. They gave the wrong birthday or intentionally gave the wrong birthday on her um, birth certificate. Mm -hmm. And now at age 35, they just told her she's actually 37. Yeah. Wow. Or sometimes when you meet people and like just out and about, you're not like, how old are you? So it doesn't come out and like people don't always look their age. So I think that that brings up another possibility for me. I mean, you can go change your name on your driver's license, right? Can you just change your age? Can you just go to the DMV? Just be like, uh, that I mean, you can't. Can I don't do know. That? Maybe you can, but I feel maybe like that. at this point, that's kind of not the point of this. Yeah, I feel like this. The point <laughs> is, nobody's yeah. like trying to con you. Here, I know, Michael. and I also feel like you're no, just I would like, do it. yeah, but why? But then why? you're also you're starting something. Well, no, off. because you were, yeah, because you were suggesting that like a woman that's 31 would find. But yeah, that wasn't like, my point. Yeah. Though my point is maybe you should loosen up your age limit up because yeah. of that. I think starting off a deceptive well, relationship. I mean, I think is it what we're trying to say? I either. think we're foreclosing on a possibility here that we should consider, though. Like no, I think it. no, no, no. I think we're foreclosing <laughs> on a possibility that you should face the music and know that you're 48. <laughs> right. I think we're saying maybe and you should be, be open to people that are All in their right, 40s, okay. not that well, are. Okay, okay. We're at least late 30s. Fine. Just spitballing here, okay? But just again, like at out. the end of the day, if you're gonna hold a resentment to someone that's 38, that's not fair to them that's either. That's true. Yeah. So it's like. It comes down to what you really want, and I'm not sure if you fully know that. I actually feel like the way you've described it, it almost feels like it's more of the current state. Mm. But again, yeah. like that's to be determined by you. Yeah. But I think it's coming down to what you want and knowing how important different levers are and yeah. what, like being open, but also like doing it in a way that's fair to the other person too. Yeah. Mm. I would love to set you up on a couple blind dates. Blind dates. Yeah. But if the girl's not attractive to me and I'm not attractive to her, then it goes nowhere. So, like, is there a point to doing a blind date? Yeah, there is a point to doing it because you don't have any preconceived judgments of them. But if Mm. you're just going to discount someone 40 because they're 40, I don't want to set you up with someone 40 because that's not fair to them. Yeah. He's not going to know their age. Yeah, but once he finds out, he's going to automatically dismiss them. That has to be something that comes from you to be like, I'm open or I'm not open. Like that, I wouldn't want to be that woman that's there in like, you know, yeah. like. Yeah, you, you wouldn't want to do that to her. Right. I mean, it would be it's... a waste of everyone's time. Yeah, that's true. I'm curious how you think that that would be a good idea. She's like, hmm, I don't know. I think it would be good to do that. Like, wh- I... why do you think that would be well, I think a you, wise You probably, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, but I think you think that there's a chance that he, you might not know what you don't know. Like yeah. if you met someone uh-huh. awesome that was a different age that you kind of put these parameters in your mind, you might right. be pleasantly surprised by who Well, you but meet. what about the kids? People I mean, conceive much later now. Yeah. 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 People yeah. in their the 40s that have, yeah. yeah, it is. 45 is, is pushing it. Like, I don't know actually what the current medical science is on it, but I think over 40. It gets harder every year, but yeah. it's not like uh, people conceive you all the can time. never have a child. Like it's, 
yeah, yeah. Like it's conceived the natural way over the over natural way. And also, yeah, I know it happens, not to break the news, but men also. Yeah, your sperm. Like was the, bad. the old. Actually that's something that yeah, that's, it does. It's no, something I think that was. I, I saw there was a period of time like a couple of years ago, and I I saw that I was like, oh shit, this is terrible. And then if you look it up, I think that's. I talked to my doctor about it. She actually did not believe in freezing your eggs Mm. Uh because she's had many clients or clients, patients. She's had many patients that have come in that she said so much of it has to do with the partner, the fit of the partner, the age of the partner. And she's had people that couldn't get pregnant at 35 and then get pregnant with a different partner at 40, the same Mm. person, Mm -hmm. because the male partner was different. Isn't it like ascertainable with like medical certainty as to whether or not it's the woman is capable of getting pregnant or not and that it's not question of whether or not it's the male or the female that's incapable of consummating the pregnancy i thought that was easy to test only 40 percent of infertility is due to female factor Right. Forty percent due to male factor and ten percent due to combined. I don't know where the other ten percent is. I don't know. The unknown. Oh, and ten percent unknown. I mean, I guess the other flip side with all this is like if children is so important, like also finding people that are in that life stage, because like I mean, I'm generalizing because there might there may very well be twenty five year olds at clubs that are in that life stage. But I would venture to say the majority are not in that life stage. No, you sold me on that idea. I knew that even yeah, no, nobody had to tell me that like a 25 year old is not where I want to mm-hmm. like focus. It's not even a 25 year old, even like a 45 year old who's doing the club scene till 9 a.m. probably isn't looking for something serious either. Uh, it's not the age well, thing; yeah, it's a lifestyle thing. I think. Yeah. We need a, a male fertility doctor or expert yeah. on the show, or just a fertility expert. Yeah, in I'd love to yeah. know more about this because I feel like yeah. this definitely is a perception. I think there's a perception out there too that every woman out over 35 is like looking at babies immediately, and that's not yeah. always the case. Hmm. So I think there is a lot of it's interesting. My how sister much had age... her first got married at 35 and had their first child at like 36, and then another one at like 30. Uh, 38. So you isn't that just proving <laughs> your entire you point? Have so many great examples in your own family that you yeah. aren't even giving much credit to. No, right. that's why I say 31 was just like a number I threw out there. I don't want to get fixated on on that number. 33, 34, okay. Like, yeah, that could be a possibility. So it doesn't even matter the age. You just need to change the, change the context of how you're meeting women with more intentional dating, if that's what you're looking for. Maybe first and foremost, figure out what it is you're looking for. Okay, Okay, do we have a time for a really quick question of the day? Yeah, might as well. Question of the day, this one comes from Pamela. I recently met a really great guy, but he's 45 and never had a really serious relationship. He says he wants to settle down, but I find his lack of relationship history concerning. I really want to get married in the next couple years and want a serious partner. Should I give him a chance anyway? What do you think, Michael? Hell no. No? (laughs) Why, why, why? But she's just going to make herself miserable. Why? Why? She just described you. This dude is just trying to, like, have fun, play around. He's not serious. He says he wants to settle down. Don't believe him. So it goes back to, again, what you said earlier, what you say and what you do. Oh, I'm different. <laughs> oh, okay. You're so the he's exception. like that, but I'm, you're like, uh, you should be with me, not So Pamela, maybe you should consider Michael. Yeah. <laughs> That's Michael's that's advice. The, that's the answer to your question. <laughs> 
<laughs> Done. Michael's like, more Bye. for me. <laughs> what did Pamela look like? She sent a picture? Oh, no. my God. I think my opinion of it, unless you have more to contribute, we can't judge people from their relationship history. Obviously, you want to just, like, understand this person and your connection with them. And I think actions and words, though, is important. Like, yeah. if you see that he's not following through with things or not really committing to like a life with you or the future of a life with you, then you can reevaluate, but maybe just not base it solely on the past either. Yeah. I think again, it's based on intentions. I would ask, I would have a very honest conversation with him and say, why do you think you weren't in serious relationships before and what has changed? I've also been on the flip side where I've met people who've been a slew of serious relationships and still were not marriage material. Right. So like to your point, Julie, you can't judge someone for their history, but at least you can understand where where they are today based on what their intentions are. I like that. Ask the why, not just what, why are you feeling this way? Mm. You guys are very good at this. Yeah, ask the why, Michael. Ask yourself the why. You guys ought to start a podcast or something. Well, Pamela, hopefully that answers your question. If it doesn't work out, Michael's available. (laughs) Michael's ready for you. We will be listeners that are resonating with Michael. Do you want to write in? No, all they've heard is like some disembodied voice like you would be gonna... surprised we have a lot of women write in about to meet male guests that happens all oh, the time yeah they hear mm. your voice maybe they hear your story yeah i it's mean who knows maybe they will maybe they won't but let's put it out to the universe you never know put it out to the universe and sometimes putting out to the universe with sort of like your conflicts or your internal thoughts is a good way to say hey this is who i am yeah you know yeah. you're not like trying to be someone you're not mm-hmm. and so whoever does write in at least they know what they're getting. And I'll say, like, this could be, like, a final takeaway. I think we all have internal mm. debates. Like, yes. I think a lot of us, like, myself included, like, there's times that I'm like, I really want to be married. And then other times that I'm like, I like the life I'm living. So yeah. I think this happens all the time. I don't think this is uniquely you. Like, I think a lot of people feel this. And I think especially with the pressures that we get outside it's hard to somehow sometimes figure out what's my own needs versus what am I told I should be doing. Yeah. I think societally, we, on one hand, this is why we have so many conflicts. It's because through media and through just societal structures, on one hand, it pushes relationships. Like you're only taken seriously if you're married, right? Even people, I know um, people who wear wear, um, rings on their wedding finger or ring finger or whatever it's called, <laughs> uh, to come off more serious in interviews or at their jobs if they're in this like a... a female thing. No, Which men is, too. Some men, yeah. I think it's men, men also. To, to be married in order to be No, there's, a, there's like actually studies in like that they're like, t- they don't have a playboy mentality. They'll take work more serious because they're looking for the they're future. Stable. They're trying to provide for a family. Again, whether that's true or not, that's a perception mm. that is out there. Yeah. So on one hand, it pushes that. And on the other hand, society is like, you're independent. You should be able to do whatever you want. Don't let anybody tie you down and change you. So it's like conflicting messages we keep getting. Yeah. So I think we all just need to 
have some quiet time for ourselves totally. and just ask, what is it that I'm looking for? And it may not be what society's telling you what what creates happiness. Society right? places such an emphasis on age too. I mean, yeah. I think so much of it's been brought forward in this conversation. Like you have prime examples in your own life, yet those got sideswiped because of just overall societal views on age. Yeah. But the reality is people get married at 22 and get divorced at 45 and start dating for the first time at 70. Like, mm-hmm. there's not really, like, a magic age. And I think that so much of that stems from what's been told to us versus what's actually real. Like, I think people yeah. can find love at any other age. But a lot of times it's like, you must get married before you're 35 or your eggs go yeah. bad. Like, that's out there. And it sucks that that's out there. I know. <sighs> It does suck, doesn't it? (laughs) But anyways, I think it's up to us individually to really get clear of what our priorities are in life. Get clear of priorities and be open-minded and know that relationships change because we change. So how can you expect a marriage of 20 years to be exactly the same for all those 20 years? People I've known who've been married for a long time, their, their marriage changes. Yep. So a marriage could go from a traditional monogamous marriage to maybe open it up for a little bit and then you come back in and then you open it up. I don't know. But that's what you decide as a couple. You're making it sound like it's like totally within reach. Yeah. I think it is within reach. Yeah. People are more open to different configurations of what a relationship looks like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good to me. I think you need to just figure out what your ideal is and then also be willing to compromise a little with someone. Like maybe you don't want to go wine tasting, but you still want to spend valuable time with them. So there's something else you could do, right? So it's not always like an either we must do this or we don't do anything. She up for jujitsu? Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Just like do a crossword puzzle. Go Who knows? Maybe she'd be down with that. (laughs) Why not? Got all these good date ideas. There you go. Just let's use them. Okay. Once a week. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> Keep us updated. Yeah. I don't know if anything uh, changes. Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Possible. Open Report the- back. Oh, Report yeah. back. We're going to do a check-in with you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And we'll, we'll, we'll relay any suodors to you. Yeah. If there's anyone that's right dying to do that crossword puzzle, we'll let you know. <laughs> Just oh, don't go no. blind tasting. If she's good at crossword puzzles, that can make up for a lot of other shortcomings. Okay. Good oh, to know. Okay. All right. She'll be 35. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe 36. Ooh, oh, pushing it. Pushing okay. it right there. Thank okay. you, Michael, for waking up uh, and coming right. <laughs> talking yeah. to us. Yeah. This is great. This is great. Telling great. us your... You guys your... are lovely. Telling us about your love life. You were lovely as well. <laughs> well, this is the reason why we invited you to to come on the show too, because you don't think your life is that unique in certain ways, and we thought yeah. you were like very unique. Huh. So we want to highlight how I, unique you are. I think you you're are. unique, yeah, but I also don't think you're unique either, because I do think people deal with these <laughs> internal struggles. So I think just having someone to talk about it, yeah, like live, I'm sure this is resonating with a lot of people. So. <laughs> Julie's like, I don't think you're different at all. <laughs> you're not. You're not a unicorn <laughs> to me. Like sorry. Those other motherfuckers. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> just everyone's a unique snowflake. Yeah, yeah everyone's <laughs> so unique in their own ways. Okay, let's wrap this up. <laughs> okay, if you are again, if you are a listener who is interested in meeting Michael let us know 
uh, just email us and we'll make the introductions. And Michael has agreed to be open-minded on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> no, only Tuesday, on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Tuesdays, no, Tuesdays or Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not and, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but you can also find him 9 a.m. No, 9 a.m. <laughs> wandering the streets in the mission. <laughs> so if you want to meet him that way. You want to find the only non-homeless guy in the street, you can find Michael. <laughs> he might blend in. <laughs> Thank you again for coming to tell us about your life love life and, and listeners we want to hear from you everybody has a very interesting love journey and we want to hear about your journey internal conflict internal conflict is a yeah. good one i have a novel of a list so yeah. we all do we, we all do okay we're gonna wrap this up stay Francisco. stay dateable <laughs> <laughs>In this episode, we talked about either embracing the bachelor lifestyle or moving out of it. But either way, isn't it time to graduate out of the same grooming products you've been using since high school? And that's exactly why we have Jeff from Blackwood for Men here, which is a premium line of men's grooming products made in Japan. Jeff, why is it so important for men to graduate to that next level premium grooming products? Uh, because it's going to make you not only look better, but feel better. Each time that you use the product, it's going to make your skin and your hair healthier. But also, just when you pick up the product, when you hold it, when you smell it, it feels like you're coming to that next level of grooming that you need if you want to succeed in the dating scene or you want to feel the best about yourself and what you're putting on your body and in your body. And uh, that's what these products are going to do. Right now, actually, we have a special 25% off code just for dateable listeners. Just go to blackwoodformen.com and use the code dateable and get 25% off your whole purchase. And you can look like a million bucks without spending a million bucks. It's great. That's right. Thanks, Jeff. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Dateable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag StayDateable and trust us, we look at all of those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.